when you think about what firms consulting does different, a lot of people would say it's the fact that we only have partners, only partners that we use as coaches and only partners are the people who manage firms consulting. I don't think that's our main point of differentiation. I think our value system is our main point of differentiation. But if the fact that we use partners is not our main point of differentiation, it is still a significant element of our DNA and it's something that we need to talk about. And you know, people say, but Michael, why do you guys use only partners? Why don't you use engagement managers? Why don't you use associates? And I always point out to them, do you know how many associates McKinsey has? Do you know how many of them leave because they cannot make it? But I'm not knocking associates. I was an associate one at one point. Kevin and all the other partners were associates at some point. The point I'm trying to raise is this. If you, and I used this example before, so I'll use it again. If you really want to understand how, let's say, Pfizer works, and you really want to understand Pfizer, how the pharmaceutical company works, will you go to the assistant brand manager for I don't know, Viagra, I think they make Viagra, right? And you are and so you're sitting down with the assistant brand manager for Viagra and you're saying, okay, teach me about Pfizer. Tell me about Pfizer, how they make decisions. You know, how do they deal with conflicting issues at the board level? How do they prioritize issues? Now, what kind of conversation would you have? Just think about it for a second. What kind of conversation would you end up having with the assistant brand manager for Viagra about Pfizer? Not about Viagra, about Pfizer, right? and its strategy and its decisions and its value system and so on. Firstly, the guy's only, let's assume it's a two-year assistant brand manager. He's only been there two years. He doesn't understand the business well enough. He's not given any of the responsibilities to make broad corporate decisions. He doesn't understand why Pfizer has done what it has done. He's not privy to key information. He's basically only going to know a little bit, not even a lot, about Viagra because he hasn't been there that long enough. And that's the kind of thinking that we had when we set up Firms Consulting. Yes, we could have brought engagement managers and associates to do our training. We could have brought the best engagement managers and best associates. I'm not saying I knew all the best people, but I'm sure that some of the people I knew and you know, trusted that are still at the firm are outstanding. So definitely some of the people we placed are outstanding. Brought them in and they could have worked with Firms Consulting. But the problem with that model is that they were never partners. They don't know what it is like to go through that journey, starting at the bottom, making all of the mistakes, working your way up, dealing with the trauma of building a family while you're getting to partnership, dealing with the trauma of your first horrible project, dealing with the trauma of a difficult client, having to face a project that goes off-circle, and sit in a performance review and told, you know what, this is not your best day or best month. You've got to, you know, pull up your socks. They've never dealt with the issues of thinking deeply. How do I, I've now built that analytical base. How do I build that next level of skills around managing team and managing people to manage some of the most brilliant people in the world? How do I build that? How do, they've never dealt with issues of how do you manage a client situation when the firm's reputation is on the line? They've never dealt with the situation where you're dealing with sexual harassment when someone is suing someone else in the organization. They've never dealt with the problem of handling bribery when a client or a conciliary wants you to pay a bribe before they introduce you to a client in another country. They've never dealt with the fact that you have lost a major, major client relationship to one of your worst competitors. And you don't advertise but you have to find a way to rebuild that client relationship. They've never dealt with the fact of working 
15 years, 10 to 15 years, 16 hours a day of trying to build an established practice. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect. I mean, we're not perfect. You can, you know, we've made mistakes and so on. But I do feel that partners bring a unique perspective to a situation. A lot of the things we tell people are so unusual, so counterintuitive, and they say, but Michael, why do you say that? But I've never met someone who, I, if I had, haven't explained to them my reasoning, they don't agree and say, Michael, that's the most brilliant thing I've ever read. Why didn't anyone tell me that before? Well, no one's told you that before because we are the only website in the world, the only organization in the world run by ex-partners doing what we do. And I sincerely believe that the mentorship model is the right model, where you have one eminent partner, ex-partner, taking his time to pass on his skills and training and all of the mistakes he's made and all of the advice he has to give you and cocooning it and guiding you so that you don't repeat those mistakes. Right? That's eminently useful. Now, there's another thing, yeah, you know, there's so many rumors about McKinsey and BCG, it's just a ton of them, and to be honest, most people like spreading misinformation because then no one knows who's right, right? But when I need to know something about this organization, now I haven't worked at all these firms, but if I want to know something about Bain, I'll call up, you know, one of our um, uh, Bain, uh, one of our firm's consulting partners, ex-Bain, or in some cases we have some current Bain people involved, like Terence and say, Terence, I've heard this about Bain, you know, is it true? And Terence will say, no, Michael, this is not exactly true. This is exactly what's happening. So the f we can work off fact because we have, firstly, our own experiences of being partners in these firms. But secondly, we maintain our network. And the network is very important for us, right? We, we are able to maintain that network because we are very independent. Now, people always tell me, Michael, why don't you publish more information about the partners? And I always say, but let me explain something to you. Given all of the information on the website and all of the amazing things we've done, and, and you can listen to the advice, if you are only signing up with us because you've heard we are partners, then I think there's a problem there to begin with. You need to have the ability to judge the information on its own merits and then sign up. And that's what we're testing for you. We're testing for people who are going to listen to what we're saying compared to everything else that is being said in the mug and say, you know what, these guys know what they're talking about. The information is exact. It's spot on. It perfectly explains what is happening because they know what they're talking about. I don't want you to be the kind of person who just hears the name Kevin Coyne or Chris Sook or whatever it is, whichever partner we're using at that point. I'm not saying we use Chris Sook. I'm just saying as an example, right? And say, okay, this guy was ex-Bain, this guy was ex-McKinsey, this guy, whatever, ex-BCG, he knows what he's talking about, let's sign up. If you are that kind of person, we don't want you in the program. We only want people in the program who are trained to reason critically and compare the results of what we are offering and what advice we are able to offer. If you cannot compare that reason you know, critically, you shouldn't be in the program to be a management consultant anyway. Now, there's another reason why I think we only use partners, and to me it's a more fundamental, deeper reason here. I sincerely believe that intellect trumps experience. I'll say it. I think I would rather have a bunch of smart, capable, young, aggressive MBA graduates, PhDs, thinking and helping solve problems, but getting input and structuring of issues from the senior partners. Now, 
The way Firms Consulting is set up is that that's the model we go for. I've mentioned in previous podcasts our our fellows um, uh, approach, whereby we have a group of about eight of our, in my opinion, the most brilliant, most exceptional, most amazing former clients and current clients. And what I do is that I make them our fellows. We test strategy with them. We share some of our biggest ideas and say, tell me what you think. Now, you may be asking, why why is Michael telling you the story? I'm telling you the stories because I think that once you have the experiences of a partner the way we think, the way we analyze issues, and if we can find a way to port that into these brilliant young minds, creative brilliant young minds, I think we can do anything. And that's what Firms Consulting is trying to do. We're trying to take the best minds of McKinsey, and I mean the best. We're not looking at someone who's just a principal or someone who's just an engagement. No, we're not, even, we're not even interested in that. We're looking at a man who defined the future of strategy, Kevin Quine. From Bain, we have a former senior partner, one of the most eminent operations partners. From BCG, we have another corporate strategy partner, exceptional. Bring them together with some of the most brilliant young minds today, and my hope is that those brilliant young minds would, would be able to take our experiences, best practice, and our advice, and our way of thinking, and speed up their development. And at the same time, I'm hoping that the partners of Firms Consulting will also learn how to be but creative, understand what's happening with the world today, and not be so blinded in what we're doing. Because some of the things these youngsters tell us today just you know, blows me away. I, I always think, I say, wow, I never thought of this. I never thought this could happen. You need to tell me more about this, right? You need to, add, and sometimes I don't even know what they're talking about. But I say I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to follow your advice because I trust you. And I think that's a very big part of this, right? Yes, we need eminent partners, and we're never ever going to stray away from. That. I'll tell you right now, Firms Consulting is never going to announce and say we have some engagement managers that are going to be coaches. That is not going to happen. We will always be using senior partners. Bottom line, but. At the same time, we also rely on our clients to feed new ideas to the senior partners and we think what is the best way for us to move firms consulting in, the, in that direction without you know, breaching our value system. Now, you know, one client once asked me, but Michael, shouldn't you, um, isn't it more useful to work with someone who is a bit younger, maybe a McKinsey, I don't know, let's say associate or engagement manager who is, or a McKinsey recruiter or something because they'll know more about what is happening. And I pointed out to them, hey, look, that may be true. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with working associates. Go ahead and work with them. I'm just saying we don't do it. It is not a judgment on other firms, other organizations that use associates. We're not saying anything negative about them. We're simply saying we can bring a different perspective, and I think a much more useful perspective. But what I am saying is that if you think about this very carefully, McKinsey, BCG are partnerships, right? So the firm exists for the partners. Only the partners have tenure. Everyone else is an apprentice hoping for tenureship, right? When a recruiter meets someone and tries to recruit them, do you think the recruiter is doing it independently of the partner? No. The partners have sat together and decided that this is what they are looking for in a candidate, and then they instruct the recruiter to go and find that person. The recruiter finds the person, you go through the first one, you go to the second one, and who makes the final decision? The partner makes the final decision. So it starts with the partner, it ends with the partner. And that's why the firm's consulting philosophy starts with the partnership model and is staffed by ex-partners. And that's why we don't want to move away from that model. Now, 
as I pointed out, we have the fellows which guide us on the latest thinking and what's happening in the market and so on. We do have a network of obviously our clients who we've placed into all of the firms and are now, you know, principals. We've placed some partners as well, and we maintain a very strong relationship with them. But I believe. Right at the beginning, I mentioned that that journey to get from business analyst to senior partner is not an easy journey to take. It's a damn tough journey. People like Kevin didn't find it easy. People like Dominic Barton was told what twice that he couldn't get to the top. But the point is they got there. And unless you are working with someone who's actually gone through that route, it's going to be difficult. And that's the reason we use partners. Because our experiences... Our on-the-ground knowledge of having advised, for example, the CEO of the world's largest energy company, how do, you, how do you get that anywhere else? But I can talk you through how I structured the project, what I was doing at 12 o'clock that, that first night before the main update, what went wrong, how did we deal with it? And for me, that has always been missing about management consulting. You have this very sanitized view and a very horrible bottom view that, you know, I'm not saying the associates are horrible, but that's that's because there's only that view. It's like eating chocolate chip ice cream the whole di- your whole life. I mean, I like chocolate chip ice cream; it's wonderful. But if I ate it every day, I'm going to hate it. And it's the same thing. You can have the best associate talking about his experiences, but if you only have that viewpoint, you're not going to find it useful after a while. Will we change our partnership model? No. The, 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 we don't have articles of incorporation, but we do have the partnership agreement of firms consulting doesn't allow us to do that. And as long as I'm the managing partner of the firm, well, elected managing partner anyway, um, we won't change that model. And I don't think the other partners would change that as well, because I think we have a very, very uh, strict um, code of ethics and an operating philosophy in place, whereby we, we sincerely believe in the model of, of hiring people within firms consulting, grooming them up, and making them take senior positions. And now that we have that core base of senior partners, we're not bringing in anyone else from outside. And, and the reality is, you know, people always ask us, why don't we expand? Why doesn't Firms Consulting have more offices? And I always point out to them, do you know what happens to people when they leave McKinsey and BCG? They just forget all of their values. And, and it's not a joke. It really upsets me. It, it pains me to, to, to see partners just forget all of their values as soon as they leave the organization. In fact, some of those people forgot their values while they were at the organization, right? And we'll be talking to some partners. I mean, whenever I travel, I always speak to a local partner because they always want to know about you know, what you guys are doing and you know, could we work for you. But to me, they're just there to earn a, to make a buck. They just want to parlay the fact that they worked at McKinsey or BCG as a senior partner, do as little work as possible, and get paid. That is wrong. I, the way, well, I wouldn't say I run, the way the partnership runs Firms Consulting at the moment is that we work really hard doing things that we could outsource, but to me it's important we do this. Let me give you a classic example of this, right? I don't allow anyone to speak to my clients. Simple rule. And I always insist that the other partners in Firms Consulting as well, you talk to your clients directly. No, no, um, no assistant answering the phone. Let me, you can listen to Kevin's Coins podcast, right? A client calls him. Who picks up the phone? Kevin picks up the phone. No assistant, no middleman, nothing. And for me, that's very important. Uh, I always say that firms consulting must be run in such a way that the partners must be completely accessible. That's very important to me. It's the partnership culture. 
we want to do things that keeps us close to our clients because by being close to our clients we are better able to advise them and when I, when I talk to other partners they're not interested in that they just want to use their names and, and to me that's okay you know you can go work at a bank and so on and use your name and I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll do very well but it's not why we exist we exist to train the future generation of management leaders and you don't train them at an arm's length level you train them by keeping them as close as you physically can to yourself and hopefully by osmosis all of your thinking and all of your mistakes will pass to them so that they don't have to make the same mistakes but they can take the best of your thinking and that's why we don't we haven't expanded as much because it's finding the right kind of partners that bind to our philosophy and it's a lot of work to do what we do i mean listening to this podcast you've watched you've probably a subscriber to um, the consulting office season one putting that together i would say caused us to age a little bit it was a lot of work and it's not like we outsourced it and said hey you know what you do this and you do this and then i'll just sign it off as michael and put my name on it or whatever no i wanted to be physically involved because those are my clients those are my clients i care about them i want to make sure that this is the best program we could put out for them now there's a program that kevin is doing as well um i'm not going to go into the details but it's something different and it, it's 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 difficult i mean the guy's got to sit in there from eight in the morning Till I think it's something like um, 11 p.m. at night over uh, five days and so on. And he's busy working with clients. The former head of strategy, a man who's, who's advised 25 Fortune 100 CEOs. But why do we do it? We do it because that is the ethos of this firm. We don't just bring in partners. We bring in partners that want to know. We bring in partners that insist that it is their duty to invest time in outstanding young individuals today. We don't sit there and say, oh, let's do this because the return on capital or return on investment is going to be 20%. No, hell no. When we make investment decisions, we say, what is the best we can do for this person or this school or this program? And we're gonna, if we miss taking a loss on this now, we're okay, let's do that. And in the long term, we will generate a return. But coming back to the issue of growth, there are only so few people that buy into that ethos. And if they don't buy into that ethos or partnership philosophy, whatever you want to call it, they can't be at Firms Consulting. So when we talk about the fact that we are distinguished by our value system and we are distinguished by the fact that we have ex-senior partners, it's not just that we have ex-senior partners. We have ex-senior partners who choose to buy into the philosophy of investing their time to groom the best candidates in the world. And I'll give you a more classic example of this, right? When a candidate wants to speak to me, I don't care if they finish 13 hours or 14 hours, I'll make time to speak to them. Come candidates speak to me all the time. They've used up their time. It does not bother me because that's not how we measure the relationship. The only time I'll not speak to a candidate if I physically don't have the time, right? We've got so many clients and sometimes I, you know, if, if um, another coach has a client who wants to know something specific about a sector that I have a certain knowledge, I'll also step in and I'll guide them. So and this, other partners do the same thing as well. So the, 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 the diaries are pretty hectic. Um, the mentors, I think, like Kevin, have a slightly less delayed, di less heavy diary, but I think still busy nonetheless. But the coaches definitely have quite a heavy diary, right? So we'll make time for them. Now, you know, I think I can think of many people 
who would say, hey, you know what, you've booked 12 hours, pay me another, I don't know, whatever the price is to get more time. We don't operate that way. Our philosophy is once you're in the program, you're in the program. The only time I don't speak to someone is if, if I think that they're wasting time in the sense that they, I'm giving them advice, they're not following it. Uh, two, we don't have the time. And it is the essence of the firm's consulting philosophy that we expend an exorbitant amount of time creating the right kind of value system. I'm not saying everyone's going to be happy with what we do. I mean, there are some people who are going to listen to us and say, hey, this guy spent 21 hours with me, but you know, I don't like what they did. And that's okay. We don't expect a 100% strike rate, but we expect the majority, and I'm, and I'm fairly convinced based on feedback we've received, that the majority of firms consulting clients, not only, it's not about whether they appreciate what we do for them, I'm not worried about that, it's whether through the process of spending time with them, they've picked up, they've internalized, and they've made our values a central part of the way they conduct themselves personally and professionally. That's that's where the rubber hit the hits the road at the end of the day. It's not whether they're going to say, Michael, I tried what you wanted me to do, but things got tough, so I had to break the rules. Your values count the most when they are being tested. Anyone can have values when it's not being tested. In fact, everyone has values when it's not under test. But when you are at your worst, and it looks like you're about to lose everything, and it's so easy to break the rules to do something very simple to move you ahead, that is the time when you've got to say, you know what? My values are not an obstacle. They are my inspiration to make me buckle down and reinvent myself so that not only do I survive this, but I never am in this position again. And I don't want to sound like I'm preaching here because this could be a sermon somewhere, but our value model is so important to us that many times we have refused to work with organizations, you know, financially lucrative deals, because we felt that we'd have to compromise our values. For example, releasing client data. We never release client data and we don't advertise. We will just never, ever, ever use the credibility of both with clients to recommend another service. We will not do that, even though we've been asked to do it. There's nothing wrong with the organizations that are asking to do us. It just happens to be their business model. I like those guys. I, you know, will happy to have a beer with them. We just can't work with them professionally. And you know, that's an example I always tell students or clients. Those are, that's an example of having values and living by them. That's an example of bearing the cost of your values. That's your value. Don't change your values just because someone you know dangled a million dollars in front of you to get access to a lucrative database. No. If those are your values and that's what you're committed to, you walk away from the million dollars. It will leave you better off because it forces you to stick to your core business, which is finding and nurturing the next generation of management leaders.